Hello, I'm H.J. Dunmore. I'm here with Father Timothy Brown. Today, we're having a discussion where we're talking about in this podcast the process of finding God in all things and identifying the areas in our life where we can see the design of the divine in different areas and how God is active in our life on a daily basis. Recently, we were talking about the community and how there are a lot of things that are taking place that are consistent with change, positive change, change that we can see and change that gives of, of great optimism of the things that are to come. And I have a great optimism as well for the Loyola community. There are a lot of great things that are taking place and a lot of things that I'm very optimistic about as it relates to Loyola, but also at the same time, I'm also optimistic for the future as far as for us as a community, as a, as a nation. Just different things that we see that are happening. And when taking a look at these things individually, we understand it collectively, it gives us that confirmation as far as hope is concerned and being able to seek out some of the things in this world with a positive outlook on it because there are great things that are taking place. And the title, if we have a title for this podcast, would be Horizons of Hope. So let's talk a little bit about Horizons of Hope and examples and things we can kind of talk about to hopefully inspire hope in others that are listening as well. I love the um, notion of a horizon and the way in which a horizon can either be something that's limited or all-encompassing. And I think that's what the meaning of hope is. If you're limited in your point of view, there is no hope. But when you go beyond the horizon to that which is not or that which cannot be seen, you have hope. And I think it's all about where, when, how, why, and who we look for that hope. And it dawned on me, one of the great images for me of hope is the young poet laureate, Amanda Gorman, right after the tragedy in Texas at Uvalde, the way in which she was able to take that tragedy and bring some hope into that moment. And she entitled the poem, Hymn for the Hurting. Everything hurts. Our hearts shadowed and strange, minds made muddied and mute. We carry tragedy, terrifying and true. Yet none of it is new. We knew it as home, as horror, as heritage. Even our children cannot be children. Cannot be. Everything hurts. It's a hard time to be alive, and even harder to stay that way. We're burdened to live out these days while at the same time blessed to outlive them. This alarm is how we know we must be altered, that we must differ or die, that we must triumph or try. Thus, while hate cannot be terminated, it can be transformed into a love that lets us live. May we not just grieve, but give. May we not just ache, but act. May our signed right to bear arms never blind our sight from shared harm. May we choose our children over chaos. May another innocent never be lost. Maybe everything hurts, our hearts shadowed and strange, but only when everything hurts, may everything change. So hope is an activity 
It's a practice. It's a way in which our horizons get stretched. It's a way in which when we move beyond a horizon to that which we do not know or absorb, our viewpoints shift. And so we have the possibility of shifting from a world filled of, with guns to a world filled with a different kind of response to fear. And I think so much of the parables of Jesus is really parables of hope, parables of teaching us how the reign of God could be different in 2022 and using great images from, from nature and just realistic images of how nature teaches us the meaning of hope. The farmer plants, the seed falls. The farmer waits from night to day. The stock grows from ear to grain, but now the time is ripe. And now the sickle is ready. But how is the kingdom of God like that? When we change our perspective, our horizon, to the parables of Jesus, to the reign of God is like dot, 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 we begin a new chapter in hope and trust. The kingdom of God is mustard, a seed small enough to get lost among others, a plant large enough to shelter birds in its shade. Hope in the eyes of Christ is something most essential to ushering in the reign of God at this time in our history. It's a discipline. It's an approach. It's a way of life to become a parable, not to just read or pray a parable, but actually to reenact a parable in a new way and become that hope that the world is waiting for. The understanding of the horizons of hope, changing the horizon, a new chapter, new horizons, and going from that place from bud to blossom. With hope, hope is a focus. And in that hope, forgetting about the old and pressing towards the new, it requires a sometimes revisiting and thinking about some of the things where there was hope and perhaps areas that thinking about hope and not necessarily reaching that which we had desired in the mind, but revisiting it with an optimism. You don't run out of hope and the similarity to that to grace as well. And I think about the um, Isaiah chapter 40 and 31 about those who hope in the Lord and how they renew the strength and soaring on wings like eagles. They don't grow weary and they walk and don't become faint. And that's where having these horizons of hope allow you to raise to different horizons, different levels, and being able to soar on wings like eagles and the ability to renew strength. So basically that's that process again of changing that horizon, that new chapter, and the process of unlearning some of the things that perhaps may have hindered hope in times past. And then when thinking about the Amanda Gorman poem, 
hope for the hurting, the idea of transitioning and transferring hate to love. And I think about the first Corinthians about faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And being able to operate in the area of love that is most important of all, that we can begin to look at this new horizon, this new chapter, this new season with a new lens. It's a new territory. And sometimes, you know, we do have fear and we have doubt because we're stepping to things new with the optimism. And sometimes the mind can begin to battle with the hope, the wondering the if, the when, the how, and the, you know, all those things that come up as questions. And sometimes when we step into that area of hope and we understand that just as we have hope, there are others that hope is rising in them as well. And that's a part of that collective community of people when working together are able to rise to great new levels beyond what we could possibly imagine. And what's most important is again, operating in that love. So I think the takeaway today is how do we become practitioners of hope? How do we see beyond the horizon? So to be a practitioner of hope is to be someone who is pointing to innovation and new ways of, of being. There are books right now that are worth reading. And one book that I really think everyone should be reading is Anthony Doerr's book, Cloud Cuckoo Land. And it would probably take me 20 minutes to explain the plot. But basically, it's a story about the planet coming back from the perspective of children from various generations in, in history, from 16th century Constantinople to 21st century spaceships to a library in Idaho and everything in between. But it's really a story about children and imagination and new ways of living on this planet and even beyond the planet. And as I mentioned before, picking up a good uh, CD, anything by John Baptiste is worth listening to. Oh, sometime we may play the music to Let God Lead, which is in the vein of Amanda Gorman with the line like, we begin to succeed when the cares of our lives begin and end with the hurt of others. And isn't that how she ended her poem? We begin to breathe when the wounds of others become relieved with the love of others. You see a different practitioner, a practitioner not only of hope, but of love. He who looks around to find who's in need has made the best investment as a human being in our whole culture at Loyola of service, paying attention to those who are marginalized. You know that he who looks around to find who's in need has made the best investment in a legacy. I say that love will never force, love will never quit, love ain't never lose, love ain't never miss. So let's hope, let's practice, let's stretch, let's go beyond our horizons to a new way of being. And in this horizon of hope in this season that we're working in, it's about having hope, having that faith, and operating in love, but just letting God and letting love lead the way. We thank you for listening to the podcast.